Hi there, and welcome back to Mugful of Mimosas, the podcast where nobody has time for proper stemware. So just grab whatever cup is near you. Just make sure it's clean. Could even be paper or disposable if you want, if that's what you got. Because listen, I am not above a, a good old solo red cup. So, or honestly, if we're being totally real, I'm not beyond a paper Panera cup or a paper Dunkin Donuts cup that uh, I took with me because there was extra from the catering service like if we're really being real with each other which this is what this thing is all about right us being honest exactly we're going to talk about not being okay when you feel like you should because that has been the current struggle your girl has been on. So go ahead and make sure that your cup is full for this week's tea because it's piping hot and we're ready to get into it. Today we're going to be talking about something that uh, has been a struggle for me Um, and it is admitting to yourself when you're not okay but feeling like you should be okay. Like everything is going right and, you know, why why do you feel the way you feel and you should be more happy and you should be more grateful and you should be this and should be that. And, And all of those shoulds really just lit something up in my brain. Again, if you've listened to this podcast before, you already know that something I say a lot is that I stole from my therapist uh, is don't should on yourself. And like when you hear should, it should be kind of a, a red flag for you that something that you're holding yourself up to some sort of expectation, whether it's self-imposed, self-created, or whether it's societal, whether it's your job, whether it's whatever. Some Something, and it could be you, is, is holding you to some sort of expectation. Now, the, the, <laughs> the struggle that I'm going through right now is... I am living the life that I prayed for and I am struggling with the result. Now, let let me explain that a little bit. About a year ago, I left uh, my job, uh, my long time job. I was with the company for um, almost 10 years uh, as an operations administrator, you know, a senior regional person. And I left that role to try to pursue. Actually, no, I'm going to speak my things into existence. I left that role to pursue a career, a creative career somehow, somewhere. And, you know, in that year, I have not held a traditional nine to five, you know, job. Um, So essentially, I've been living my dream of not having to work and just being able to do what I want, when I want, um, you know, not being tied to any like big decisions or responsibilities or anything like that, just being able to like live and be free. And 
I've gotten exactly that. That was what I prayed for to just be a housewife, you know? Um, and that was what I prayed for for years and years and years. And, you know, God listens because that's what God gave me this past year. I, you know, was lucky and blessed enough to to not have the 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 pressures and, you know, the the responsibilities of some sort of like corporate, you know, formal job. And it has been the biggest blessing, but the biggest, I don't want to say curse, because again, like we're speaking things into existence, but it has been the biggest blessing and also the biggest struggle. Um, because, you know, on the outside looking in, like this is what I imagine people see, oh, you know, she's not working. She gets to do what she wants. She can just walk her dog. She gets to make her little TikTok videos. She gets to make her little podcast, you know, and like everybody else is footing the bill. I'm sure her husband's footing the bill. Like she's still shopping and how is she, you know, like her husband's covering the bill. And, you know, it's not it's not that. Let me invite you on the inside of this, right? On the inside of this, what's happening is I am applying for jobs left, right, center, northwest, southwest, you know, any kind of direction that you can name. That's how I've been applying to jobs. I've been applying to jobs everywhere at at any company. And, And one of the like these things that I keep hearing and seeing that really like trigger my anger is like, you know, life is short, apply to the job. And I'm like, bitch, I've been applying to the jobs. Like I'm applying and nobody's fucking hitting it. You know, <laughs> nobody's like, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my, my little like fishing lure in the water. And I guess nobody wants my damn bait that I chose, you know? And so that so that's that part like it's been a constant stream of no thank you no thank you no thank you we don't want you we don't want you so it's been a constant stream of rejection for over a year now on that end on the professional end on the end where and this is the the, the shitty part is the the part where i know i'm qualified like are you kidding me like you know i'm more than 100% qualified to do this role but something about the the program that you get to run, you know, these resumes didn't like my resume. So it's just constant stream of rejection if I hear anything from people at all. So that's that part, you know, like the professional. Then it's just like this other burgeoning like career thing where it's just like I'm trying to make this you know, create a thing happening. So I'm putting all this effort into my social media channels. I was like against joining TikTok for the longest time because I was like, Jesus, please, God, not another app. I, I don't have time to learn and figure out another app. I'm like, I'm almost 40. Like, oh my God, like, uh, I, I can't, but whatever, you know, like everybody kept saying, like, if you want sponsorships, if you want endorsements, if you want to make money, TikTok is the way. So, so I joined TikTok and, you know, like, uh, I, I, I don't even know what else to say other than what, what did I do? Like, I, I it feels like I just 
opened up a new arena for me to fail at. Um, because I apparently am a, a card carrying member of what they call the 200 views club where my videos really only hit 200 views and then that's it. Um, the algorithm stops pushing them out on TikTok, And like, I don't even know what the fuck Instagram thinks of or is doing to, to my, to my videos. Cause like sometimes it's like in the double digit view, sometimes it's like maybe a couple hundred people and like the stupidest videos is like in the thousands and I just don't so it's so that's this part right this is the secondary uh career channel that I'm trying to go through and it's just more rejection over here because low views no followers low followers all of that means rejection there because it means that the algorithm isn't the algorithm isn't choosing you to promote. You're not good enough. You're not promoting, you're not producing content that has enough value or is entertaining enough or, you know, so there's that piece, you know? So it's just like the thing that I know I can do, people are, are rejecting me. The thing that I want to do that I think I can do, people are rejecting me. And so that's what it's like on the inside. But again, like, that's not the content that I want to start putting out there, especially because I wouldn't want, you know, self-deprecating or like commiserate. Like I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to feel like negative content is what I'm being forced to put out because like that's that's also like not what I'm doing. That's the opposite of what I'm doing. I'm trying to bring more positivity to the world and, you know, be known for positivity, for affirmations, for being funny, for bringing people joy, for like doing good. Honestly, like if we're getting really, really, really real and we're putting it all out there, the ultimate goal, the ultimate dream is to be an angel investor, right? And to just be like somebody who like comes across an immense amount of wealth just so I can give it away. That is what would make me, that is what would make me so, so happy. Like, <laughs> That would be my dream to just get money to give it away. So if anybody has a lot of money that they don't want anymore and they don't know what to do with it, then uh, please contact me via the link in my description box if you have any free money laying around. Um, but yeah, it's just like this this overwhelming feeling that I have it all and that I... I am ungrateful because I should be, you know, happy with, you know, not having to go to work and, you know, not having those responsibilities and not having that stress on my head. And, you know, that I feel very, you know, selfish for even thinking that I have problems because like other people have, you know, harder problems in me, like, I don't open up and, and necessarily share with my husband about any of this stuff because my stance is he has it worse than me. Who am I to unload on him when he comes home from work after he had to deal with 
fucking whack-ass New York public all day. So he works for the MTA. So he has to deal with all of y'all screaming at him about why the train ain't going to go where it needs to go when he would actually really like the train to go where it's supposed to go too. It's not his choice. He's not just like, hmm, um, today I'm going to delay this train. Hmm, today I'm going to, you know, choose to go a different way. Like the choice that he might make is to close the doors if you're running to the door. But, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta have some fun sometimes, right? Like, sorry, but like the, the next train is right behind us, right? <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, like my instinct is, is, and has always been, you know, like somebody else has it worse. The other person has it worse. So who am I to, you know, unload my problem and like talk about my problem, my quote unquote, like my first world problem. Like he has quote unquote real problems and my problems aren't quote unquote real, you know, because I'm sitting, you know, at home all day. Like that's how I pictured in my brain. But I have to remind myself that like, this is so different from what I'm used to. I'm used to, you know, going, going, going all the time. Before I left that job, I had been working full time all the time since I was 13, literally 13, because that's the legal age when you can work in New York. I think they might have changed it now, but back in my day, it was 13. I definitely worked in uh, the police station, the police precinct in the Bronx, you know, so like literally from the moment I was able to work and earn my own money, like... I've been able to do that. And, you know, being somebody who like, likes shopping and spending, you know, I've gone through many like financial ups and downs in terms of like my funds and like my net worth and, you know, my credit and all of that. And, you know, to have literally like started from the bottom. Like this is somebody who I was served with a subpoena about like maxing out my credit cards and non-payment, like during a final, like at college, they were just like, hey sis, like you can't leave the county. And I'm like, yeah, this county's one mile long. Like literally the, the, the supermarket, the store, the general store isn't even in the damn county. Like I, I need to be able to leave. So like, coming from that place, like served a subpoena for non-payment of your credit card to, you know what I'm saying? Like an eight, 10 credit score, like started from the bottom. Now we hear, and it's just like to see like my credit card, you know, balance go up coming from a life where I was paying off my credit card balance in full every month, in full every month. Like I never, ever in my life, you know, since I got myself out of that hole, carried a balance like ever again. It was one thing that I like vowed never to do was carry a balance. And so, you know, to be to be back here, you know, after working so hard to feel like I'm back in the same hole I was when I was 22, it just feels like I undid the last like 40 years worth of work and it feels heavy as shit, you know, and it feels bad. (laughs) I feel, you know, very much like a failure, you know, all of the, the, um, the ventures that I've tried to like make take off have not taken off yet. And, you know, 
Have I given everything enough time? Probably not. Like there's a likelihood of something still like hitting it big and taking off. And, and again, like I have not wavered from this deep down thought and idea that I'm destined to be somebody who's like, voice and opinion matters. Like I'm destined to be some sort of like voice of the people type situation. Like I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my soul. I know that for a fact. I just don't know how. I don't know what vehicle is going to take off. Like I know it's coming. I just, honestly, what I have been really doing is asking the Lord every single day for patience, 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 patience. I journal every single morning. Um, and this is not like, this is what you need to do. Uh, I'm actually in the process of reading this book recommended. I read a book that recommended another book. (laughs) I know it's a little meta, but I read Bevelations by Bevy Smith. Hashtag it gets greater later. And in her book, she recommended The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And it's basically just like a book about like reigniting and and relighting your creativity. And one of the tasks that the the like book asks you to do is to journal every morning three pages. Doesn't matter what, it could be a bunch of gibberish, a bunch of nonsense. It could be, I don't know what to write, uh, you know, write it over and over and over. But, you know, you fill three pages worth of stuff every morning. And so, you know, what these morning pages have done for me is just reopen this line of communication with God. And so that's where I've also been doing my morning prayers. You know, like if I have something burning on my chest or heart or head, I'll just get it out. And then eventually at some point... I'll say like, Lord, you know, like I'm asking you for patience. I'm I'm asking you for for help and support. I'm asking you, you know, for guidance. Um, and it's just been really eye opening to see the things that I'm asking for because that's just where I need to focus. That's where my energy needs to go to in terms of beating myself up for not having something like patience, you know, just refocusing my energies into how can I, how can I find more patience? Like, what can I do to be more patient in this moment? Is it, you know, breath work that, you know, my therapist suggested? Is it, you know, doing a meditation? Is it, you know, taking a walk? You know, it's been it's been a real push for me to really just see what it is that i'm feeling and address it and attack it head on and not just tell myself oh everybody feels this you know like it's okay you know it it'll pass or it'll change or you know like you know a new moment will come but just disregard the actual feeling in the moment and it's been shitty I've been feeling my feelings and it has felt really shitty and I've been probably the lowest I've been 
in a long time in a very very long time and it's just been really really hard to admit that and I've really not wanted to say that to anybody or or share that because again I'm I'm supposed to be here's that's that what you're supposed to be should be I should be grateful right everybody else has to go to work and I don't have to go to work you know like everybody else has to like meet deadlines and has like these big looming projects that they're working on and I'm just like "Mm," you know like going about my day and I I should be grateful you know because their problems are, are harder and it's just like that's not the case right like I need to be more patient with myself like my problems are a big deal and they're big to me in my world you know because everything is relative everything is relative to what you have going on to your circumstance to your situation to your perspective to your experiences and people need to remember that you know especially when thinking about themselves giving themselves grace to and this is all y'all listen when I make these podcasts, I hear, I, I say all these beautiful things. And then you know what I do after it all goes live and it goes published? I listen to it myself because Lord knows I'm not taking my own advice unless I'm listening to it on a podcast, right? <laughs> so, you know, it, it's just been, I've been feeling very weary and like not confident about putting even things like this out there because it's just like, I'm not always practicing what I preach, right? Like, but at the end of the day, I also have to remember that I'm I'm a human, right? And, you know, humans make mistakes. And all of this to say, you know, I have been feeling shitty for a really long time and I'm going through a depressive episode, but you'd never be able to tell by like, talking to me or looking at me or like looking at any of my social medias because everything is upbeat, everything is cheery and everything is happy. But in reality, in my heart, in my mind, like when the camera turns off, you know, like after the, the reel is posted, you know, like after the TikTok goes live, you know, I just feel shitty about myself. Like, and it has been so fucking hard for me to admit all of this stuff, even to my freaking therapist. Like I haven't even be able to admit that I like, and say in these plain words, like I feel just like such a failure, you know, like I feel like nothing I've tried to do is taking off and, you know, it just, it's shitty feeling shitty. Should should we make a theme song? Like, should should there be a like depression theme? Like, I feel shitty, oh so shitty. I feel shitty and gritty and gray. You know, you know, like that. Should we do that? Like, should that be a thing we do? <laughs> but yeah, it's just been, it's been really hard to be in this space, um, and just not have a good outlet for, you know, working through it. I read 
well, I didn't read anything. I'd listened to an audiobook recently by Jen Mann called Midlife Bites. And she just like summed up all of these thoughts so beautifully and succinctly. And I highly recommend it. If you, uh, you know, if you want a good read, a good listen, it's called Midlife Bites by Jen Mann. Again, I'll put it in the description if you're interested. But she really was able to like put the right sentiment and feelings behind I should be happy, but I'm not, and I don't know how to fix it. Um, but the thing that I feel like is missing for me, uh, that she suggested, is to just like, what is your outlet? Like, you know, some people paint, some people write, some people draw, some people create, you know, sculptures with clay, some people pray, some people run, but in this depressive state, I I don't know what to do to get myself out of this funk and get myself back to the place where I'm feeling like normal me again, you know, and getting back to getting back to life and getting back to, to the things that I enjoy. But Step one is admitting you have the problem, right? And this was the first step in actually like saying out loud, I don't feel happy. I don't feel good. And I want to do something different about it. And that's all I got, folks. So if you are feeling like me, and or you felt like me in the past and you've done something to get yourself out of this funk, please leave me your thoughts in the Q&A on this episode um, below. And as always, thank you so much for listening to this week's Mugful of Mimosas with Liz. If you can, please leave me a five-star review on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen. And follow me on Instagram or TikTok at LizLaughLoveNYC. I'll see you next week and make sure between now and then you fill your cup. Bye! Bye!